Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Damn Recruiting Podcast with your hosts, Marcus Greaves and Adam Nicholson. Adam, we're going on episode two, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Hey, we're going big time. I'm in the studio today with Marcus. We got a lot of good things going on planned for y'all. So uh, sit back, enjoy episode two here of the Damn Recruiting Podcast. Absolutely. And uh, Adam, what news you got for us this week? What do we got going on? Hey, let's dive right in. Let's talk about some new offers that have gone out over the last week and a half since we last spoke to you. Um, Let's start off. In-state offer went out to athlete Casey Filkins out of Lake Oswego. Um, Small, shifty guy. I know Marcus is going to touch up on him here in a little bit. Um, but he's kind of a guy who you can put anywhere on the field. He lines up primarily in the backfield right now. Uh, Marcus and I were just talking off the air. We probably see him better as a slot. Um, but of course, you know, Oregon State offers him. He goes down to Eugene, picks up an Oregon offer. Mm-hmm. Um, That's we, how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like a week later, I know we talked about it ad nauseum inside the lodge. Uh, definitely get in there, check that out. We had a good conversation about uh, committable offers and uncommittable offers and that kind of stuff and recruiting philosophies. And it, it all kind of spurned from uh, Casey Filkins kind of picking up offers and that kind of stuff and moving mm-hmm. around. Um, but I like Oregon State's chances there. Um you know, they seem more sincere in their their recruitment. And uh, just moving forward, it's going to be an interesting one to watch to see how that continues to play out for the uh, reigning 6A player of the year on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. Kid's good. Yeah, he's electric, man. Yeah, I'll give you my breakdown. Yeah, I'll give you, you all my breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got Elijah Jackson. He's out of Lawndale High School. Um, connection here with him, he's, he's listed in the uh, 24-7 sports database as a receiver. Oregon State actually likes him as a corner. Um, connection there is he's actually really close friends with Jamar uh, Jefferson. Mm. So they played together at Narbonne High School down there in L.A. Um, so we'll see. I know he's trying to get something set up to get up to Corvallis either sometime this spring or possibly in the early summer when the uh, the official visits uh, start back up in the summer. So we'll see when that uh, factors in. Uh, another new offer is the inside linebacker Carson Bruner out of Redmond, Washington. Um Probably Beeves probably extended that offer. I don't know if they have a, a really good shot at it. Um, he's going to try to get down to Oregon State, but his dad is Mark Bruner, former NFL tight end, played at UW. Um, so it's kind of the feeling if the Huskies get more involved in his recruitment, he's probably going to go that way. But you never know how things are going to play out. He's got, I think, like six or six offers right now. Um, standing out right now to him, though, are Cal, Oregon, Colorado. Um, we'll see if Oregon State can kind of get into the mix there. Uh now, this one is a tight end, uh, Tracy California, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, so <laughs> forgive it's me. It's all right, man. It's, yeah. it's how it goes. <laughs> uh, so we got Kaleo Balunge. Um, Oregon State jumped on him. Uh, like I said, tight end out of the Central Valley down there in California. Um, big kid, uh, moves really well. Um, probably see him kind of filling that role. Uh, he's 6'6", 212 kind of more on the line of scrimmage, splitting them out every now and again. Um, he's got really warm interest in Oregon State. They joined California probably at the top of this list right now, but uh, also Fresno State, Kansas State, Nevada have also offered him. Uh, and he's kind of, as he's making the rounds, he's definitely picking up some steam and um, on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, who else we got coming out now? Uh, moving towards more of the line of scrimmage, which I think is going to be a focal point for the uh, the Beavs moving forward as they move into the evaluation periods and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple new offensive line offers went out to one to Aiden Finney out of Chico. Um, I, this kid is really impressive, I think. He's really kind of 
sliding under the radar right now. And as he's making the rounds, he's really going to pick up. He's a incredibly athletic, um, big kid. He's what six seven. Hold on, let me pull up his his bio real quick. Uh, but he plays hoops there in Chico, uh, as well as um, as well as football. Uh, he's a tackle prospect. He, he, prospect. He's six seven, two sixty five right now. He was actually up in in Corvallis two weeks two weekends ago, and uh, was able to tour and really kind of taken the full experience there on his unofficial visit. Um, ended up coming back home, picked up the offer when Coach Mahalachek gave him a buzz Monday night. Um, going into the visit, he said that he really hadn't had much contact with the staff. Coming out of it, though, and getting there, he was rolled out the red carpet and really given the, the treatment. And coming out of it, he picked up the, the uh, official offer. So it'll be interesting to watch him. Beavs ran first, so that plays uh, a it does strong play a big role. Part. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. So we'll see kind of how that plays out as he continues to make the rounds and camps and stuff. Uh, another offensive tackle offer went to Andres DeWork out of Los Gatos. Uh, another big kid, 6'7", 285. Now when you start looking at what Coach Mahalachek's kind of looking at as far as his offensive line, he's definitely liking those bookends, uh, tackles, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, big bodies, big frames that he can continue to bulk up, but he doesn't want to jeopardize their athleticism. Mm-hmm. So um, we're kind of seeing trends starting to develop in as the they start to fill out the team in what they want rather than kind of, I think in the past, they might have been taking athletes that uh, were definitely, you know, D1 athletes, mm-hmm. but not necessarily their ideal yeah kind of fit yeah kind of you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely it takes a little bit just to mold kind of your recruiting class and your the players that you want you kind of have to go with what you can get when you're in a rebuilding process but i think now that they kind of have a foundation at least a little bit you can kind of start to build off of that and then from there that's where you kind of build your players that you want find the players that you want and then you know obviously they're not going to come in and be some of them aren't going to come in and be prepared right away, but that's where you mold them. And then, so as long as you have your foundation and kind of your fit of who you want, you'll be fine. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. Marcus Absolutely. is more <laughs> elegant than I am or eloquent. Um, so I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I think last time we kind of talked about how this, this break in spring camp can be beneficial on the mm-hmm. recruiting trail. Um, it gives you time to kind of evaluate what you have there and what you need to address. Um, moving into the second phase of the spring camp. And I think we saw that in the last offer that went out was to uh, Juco defensive lineman Ben Key out of East L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of signals that Coach Leggy might still be looking for some pieces there um, that can come in and contribute more uh, immediately as maybe some of the guys quite aren't quite developing as yeah. quickly as he would think. Um, so he's he's got five offers, Zona, Oregon State, Utah, San Jose State, and Mississippi State actually jumped in early on Ben Key there. Um, so we're, we're reaching out to a lot of these guys. We've talked to several of them already and Philkins, we have a great relationship with him getting to really know, um, you know, where he stands with Oregon state and throughout Mm -hmm. the recruiting process. Uh, we're still working on like, uh, DeWork and Ben Key, but you know, we have the, the fantastic regional and national analysts and Greg Biggins and Brandon Huffman and Blair Angulo who've relayed information about all these kids to us because they have mm-hmm. great relationships with them. I think that's just so important here in the uh, 24-7 Sports Network is that we have that regional and national support too. So mm-hmm. we're getting really painting a broad and um, intricate picture of every athlete who's got interest in Oregon State. Um, 
Beavs were also looking forward to the future. Got a new offer out to a safety out of Spanaway, Washington. Will Latu, uh, his brother, is actually committed to the Ducks right now as a class of 2020. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. Got a lot of time there. Uh, and actually, they also extended an offer to a 2022 athlete, Rayleigh Brown, out of Stockton, California, Edison. Um, this kid is the real deal. You're going to have to check him out. I mean, mm-hmm. he's only Absolutely. he's only going to be a sophomore, but he's already got a baker's dozen offers. Dang. And I mean... It's not just Oregon State, San Jose State, that kind of stuff. Mm. I think he got a USC the other day, Notre Dame. I mean, he's going to be one of those kids who this time next year, we're talking about him coming off his sophomore year, going into his junior year. He's going to be one of those national recruits who's probably like a top 50, top 100 kid. So B's kind of getting in there early on him. We'll see how that uh, plays out over not just the next few months, but next couple years. Absolutely. Um. Kind of wrapping up here on our news and notes, let's talk a little visits. Aiden Finney, I touched on that already. He was up on March 15th. Uh, another target, top target for the Beavs, uh, tight end Mason West was up on that weekend as well. Um, he's got already got an offer. Uh, Casey Filkins was up on the 16th, taken in practice. And Andy Alfieri out of Jesuit is the highest rated player in the state of Oregon. Um, he was up. Those two were really hitting it off, talking with one another in, in regards to Filkins and Alfieri. Um, Alfieri's at the top of the Beavers board right now. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. Hopefully the Beavs can get, you know, high profile uh, commitment out of him mm-hmm. too. And that really builds that, uh, you know, the the foundation for the defensive side of the ball because you, you pair up Alfieri on the outside as an outside linebacker and you got John Miller there in the middle who's yeah. the uh, first commit. And I think that's really two solid building blocks that continues to build off the the 2019 class and also sets the foundation for the 2020 class to to build off that. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Jake Overman will be up on the fifth. He's kind of the next big profile um, athlete who's going to be visiting. Um, he's a tight end out of Servite. Has a I think a half dozen offers somewhere around there right now. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how Coach Wozniak is able to connect with him and sell his vision while he's up here. So I think that kind of wraps up the, the the quick quick hitters there for the news and notes on football. Perfect. Um, I know we got a few things in in the works right now that we're going to be working on. Yeah, we certainly do. But uh, you know, we have this. You know, we got a we got a new segment. We're kind of building off this podcast and you know adding things, adding segments for everybody listening. Um, and so now we have something what's going to be called the damn hotline where we reach out to um, a recruit, you know, maybe a commit, whatever that is, somebody to bring them on, kind of just talk about their recruiting process, why they like Oregon State, either, you know, maybe why they chose Oregon State, whatever that is. So, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, but we got Jared Lucas, right? Yep. We got Jared Lucas, our first guest on the damn hotline. All righty. We got Jared Lucas on the phone. Hey, man, how you doing down in uh, sunny SoCal? Ah, you know, I'm doing good. Every day is a holiday out here. <laughs> hey, we're up on spring break. We actually got some nice weather up here right now, too. Um, but you know what they say in the Willamette Valley? Uh, you go to bed, and the next day it might be snowing. I don't know. At least that's how it's been. So, uh, oh, <laughs> No, I'm just playing. Hey, we got Jared on. We're going to kind of uh, rehash his senior season, talk about that. And kind of talk about what he's looking forward to once he gets up into Corvallis and moving forward with the program uh, being up here at Oregon State. So, you know, your senior season, you accomplished just about all of your goals. When you look back over it, what are you going to remember most from it? 
Um, I think one thing I'm going to remember most, and probably most people will remember the most, is being an all-time scoring leader in filling California basketball history. You know, I think that's something that's pretty cool. And it was a record that hadn't been broken for 20-plus years, so it was, it was a blessing. Definitely. Hey, yeah, uh, breaking Casey Jacobson's, um, you know, record down there. He gave you a nice little shout-out there on, what, FS1 on their coverage when you did it. Has he reached out to you yeah, personally yeah. at all? Um, I, he reached out to our uh, our newspaper guy. Our local newspaper came out with a big thing, the front page of our newspaper, and you know he he put in a few nice words, and um, as well as Tracy Murray, that was pretty nice. Cool. I mean, you're talking about two guys who went on played in the league numerous years. That's that's got to be pretty cool to to be recognized, you know, as a high school athlete by guys who live the dream that you're hoping to be or achieve here um, after several years. So. Pretty yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, I think it wasn't just those two guys. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was on that list. Um, Drew Holiday, there were so many great guys on that list. And when you think about the Jazz Southern section, there's so many great players. And, you know, hopefully one day, as long as I keep on working, I'm going to see that dream. Definitely. Hey, so kind of looking forward then, getting up to Oregon State here in June. Um, what are you looking forward to the most? What are you most excited about once you get up to Corvallis or – you know, in the time until you get up here? Um, I think the one thing I'm looking forward to the most is just uh, meeting, meeting these guys. You know, I've met them a couple times, but really just trying to create that bond and, you know, hopefully getting to the NCAA tournament. You know, I know this year we had our ups and downs, a lot of high points, but toward the end was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what we expected. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, turn things, not turn things around, but make, make it the NCAA tournament this year. Definitely. You know, I, I think, you know, I was looking at kind of um, what's returning, I guess. We'll have that out on Beaver Blitz tomorrow for the, the men's basketball program. And with Stevie leaving, Stevie Thompson, there's going to be a big void there to be filled. Um, do you really, do you think that, you know, you're going to step in and kind of fill, help fill his shoes, I guess, in, in the scoring role and kind of a leadership aspect as well? Um, You know, I, I think I can do it, you know, but trying to take a, somebody's role like that. Stevie Thompson, who I believe is one of the best scorers at, at Oregon State. Um, you know, it's not something that's going to happen right away, but I know I'm I'm be, I'm be willing to work for it. And, um, you know, we have also a couple other good guys coming in. And, you know, I think we should have a good shot, and I should have a good shot at getting that role. Definitely. I, I know Beaver Nation is just so excited to get you up here, see what you can do out in Gill, and uh, – really help continue to build the momentum that Coach Tinkle's been able to build there with the program. Um, so kind of, I guess, uh, you're still hitting the gym right now. Uh, are you still putting up your 300 makes a day? Yeah, 300 makes a day. Actually, today I will not be able to because our dance team is using our gym, and then the gym I usually go to the shoot, their shooting machine is broke, so today I will have to deal with my little brother rebounding. So. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Yeah. Cool. Hey, Jared, thanks so much for coming on the Damn Recruiting Podcast with us. We'll keep it nice, short, and sweet. Uh, we'll we'll try to touch base with you again, maybe as it gets closer to you getting up to Corvallis. So uh, best of luck over the next couple months of your uh, high school down there, down at Los, uh, Los Altos. And uh, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon, all right? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jared. Go Beavs, right? Go Beavs, always. <laughs> we have a, another guest for you all here on the line or the damn hotline. Uh, we have five-star McDonald's All-American, Kansas State Player of the Year, um, future Beav, playing under coach Scott Ruick, 
Miss Kennedy Brown. Kennedy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. You know, just living the dream. Nothing, you know. I'm just excited to watch these Lady Beeves. They've been killing it lately, so I just want to see them keep they going. Have. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Definitely. So they got a big matchup coming up, uh, what, tomorrow? I think it is tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah, out in Albany, New York. Oh, Lord. Are you nice, going nice. to be able to catch it, Kennedy? Um, Of course. Uh. <laughs> Perfect. Kennedy, I just had, you know, kind of a basic, you know, we're both, or I used to be athlete at Oregon State. You're about to be athlete at Oregon State. What stood out to you about Oregon State? I'm sure everybody's asked you this probably a hundred times, and I trust me, I know exactly how it goes with, when they ask this over and <laughs> over. But if you could just just sum it up in a way, what stood out to you? What you know put Oregon State over the top for you? Was it the school? Was it the coaches? Was it the team? Was it the success? Or was it kind of a mixture of everything? Um, I'd say what like pulled them apart from all the other schools I was looking at was the coaches and the players for sure. Um, just the culture there is so much different than some of the other schools I visited. And it was really a family first atmosphere, which is something I wanted since I was going to be so far away from home and just, they get along so well. And I have such great relationships with the coaches already. So I know those will only grow and they recruit great players, which was awesome to see. So I know I'll get along with them as well. Perfect. Uh, hey, so let's talk a little bit about your experience here this last few days down in Atlanta at the McDonald's All-American game. Um, what, how was it? You know, talk us up. I mean, it's such a select amount of athletes that get down there. What was your experience like? Yeah, this isn't the time to be humble. You you can go you can go all out if you want. I mean, that's a big that's a big accomplishment. Uh, accomplishment. First of all, congratulations. But you know, Thank I ne- you. I never played no you know All-American game, so. Kenny, this is your time. You know, this is you got. You know, you got to hype yourself up a little bit. Let's hear it. Um, I mean, it was a really humbling experience, honestly. Just because, you know, like you said, I am there with you know twenty three other uh, athletes that are the best of the best in the country. You know, um, we all earned a spot on that team. Um, so there's nobody undeserving that was on that roster. Um, but it was really an awesome experience overall. Uh, We got to visit the Ronald McDonald house, which was really cool just to meet some of the kids that are there um, and see what they're kind of all about. So we got to hang out with them for a little bit one day. Um, I mean, just, we went to the Powerade Jam Fest, which was crazy. You know, all those great athletes in the dunk contest and Fran and, you know, um, three pointers. And we got to meet all those people who were there. Um, They had a lot of, uh, guest for us which was really awesome because i mean you get to meet other greats it's not just about you this weekend you know you get to meet people who've done it before you and who kind of paved the way um to make it possible for you which was really awesome too and then just playing in the game um yesterday was really cool um the atmosphere there was awesome we got to play in you know state farm arena which is a big stage um you know something most of us haven't experienced before and kind of gave us a taste of what college will be like, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, we got to compete and have fun and do it in front of friends, family, and just a uh, whole community there in Atlanta. Um, so overall, it was a great experience, and I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you talk about a little bit of just the atmosphere, it being exciting, it's humbling. And let me tell you, <laughs> you go to Guild Coliseum, you know, with a packed house, 
and I think it's packed almost every game. You know, Adam, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's packed every game. So that's so th- something you're going to have to get used to, right? It's just it's a whole different right. experience. Oregon State, they love their women's basketball. I mean, I always hype up everybody all the time, the fact that I went to Oregon State, and not even because I played football, but the fact that, you know, I always say, well, you know, our women's basketball team is better than yours. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I talk about that all the time. But, Kennedy, if there's, you know, if you would say, if you could say that there's one thing that you could bring to this Oregon State team, whether it be, you know, athleticism, just overall energy, what do you think about your game that you can bring to Oregon State that can help them maybe take that next step and even, you know, go further than they already do? Um. I mean, I describe my game as versatile, so uh, just another player who can stretch the floor, and um, I'd say I'm hard to guard just because I can play inside and outside, so it's all about matchups, but, um, and just being a great teammate, I mean, I think they already have a great family um, in their program, and that's something I want to be a part of, and just add to that, and uh, make it even better than it is, and um, I mean, just continued success. I think we could be very successful in years to come. Definitely. And, you know, you, you aren't done yet with your All-American games. you still got the Jordan Brand Classic coming up next month. Um, right. What are you looking forward to about that game? Where is it going to be? I think it's – is it in Chicago? Um, it's in Vegas this year, actually. Vegas. What are you looking forward to about that experience? Um, I mean, a lot of the same girls that were at the McDonald's game are going to be there, so getting to play with them some more and just getting to know them more uh, will be really fun, I think, and getting to hang out with them. Um, I mean, all the gear, obviously, would be pretty cool. Um, uh, getting some Jordan stuff. Um, I'm a big fan, so and I love shoes, so that's kind of exciting for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right up Marcus's again, alley right there. Oh, yeah, I already know. I got right. too many. <laughs> I, I took, like, four garbage bags full to the Goodwill the other day, and I, was, I still have oh, at least – four or five more bags so I could fill. But that's all right. That's yeah. like I said. You get to you get to college and, you know, you're a college athlete. Everything, obviously the experience is fun. Playing in the games, there's nothing better. But, oh, yeah, you'll you'll understand hey. about the Christmas time in August, Christmas oh, yeah. time. You, you get know, in with get, lightning real tight, real <laughs> yeah, quick. You, uh, you'll have four or five Christmases. So that's something to keep in mind. But, you know, we, we don't have a lot of time. But, Kennedy, we want to thank you so much for hopping on. I mean, it was – we always love to hear the experience. Always like to hear what you have to say about Oregon State. I know for a fact, you know, I'm going to hype you up even more now that I got to talk to you on our podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just we're so excited to have you at Oregon State, and we look forward to it. And thank you so much for hopping on. Yeah, thank you, guys. It was great talking to you. Adam, those some <laughs> we got some good athletes coming to Oregon State, man. Hey, definitely. And, I mean, this is hopefully something we're going to be able to expand upon because I'd love for Beaver Nation to hear from some of these other athletes that are going to be up here too. They're just as equally as impressive mm-hmm, from Taylor absolutely. Jones, Johnny Hunt, all those guys. So Julian Franklin from Hoops. Yeah. So a bunch of a bunch of. It's always fun to just see young athletes, kind of see how they're growing, and then from there, when they take that next step at Oregon State, it's always nice, kind of, to have an idea of who they are before you know they get there because then it's it's just that much better to follow them and that much better to kind of in a way feel like that you know them personally. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. You're getting that connection. So you you're establishing that connection before the they're in Corvallis for the next 3 or mm-hmm. 4 years. You're really investing in them for 5, 6, 7 years depending on when they're committing. Absolutely. So I I love it. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it is, it is great and 
I'm excited. I mean, I'm obviously always going to be biased, but there are some guys that we've kind of been checking out uh, football-wise, kind of yeah. just to break down some film. Um, and who do you got for hey, us? We got Marcus's take coming up here. So we're going to break down Casey Filkins. We kind of touched on him early on, got that Oregon State offer, got the Ducks offer, but Marcus has been able to watch his film, and he's actually seen him live. Um and he's obviously the go-to guy for breaking stuff down. So, Marcus, what's your take on Casey Filkins? So what I like about Casey Filkins' game is he – I think they have him 24-7 maybe has him listed as an athlete, a receiver. I Maybe he's, athlete he's slash in that, receiver. He falls into that athlete category, mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily because he could play either side of the ball. I think it's they couldn't uh, differentiate whether he projects best as a running back or mm-hmm. a receiver. Absolutely. And what I what I see in his game is, especially how it translates to Oregon State, obviously the kid is fast, as we know. Um, I talked to him a couple days ago, maybe a week ago, and it sounded like he got his 40-time down or he was lasered at a four or five flat so that's big time that's huge that's flying kid is flying absolutely flying and his game it's reminds me a lot of Trayvon Bradford in a way uh more of in a way looking at his role at Oregon State he's fast quick feet good hands he can take a hit which is big as a slot because you can't have slots out there who are gonna you know take one big hit and then they're done crumple yeah crumple but you know fast quick feet Nice hands, smooth in his game, and biggest thing for me, makes people miss in space. If you can make guys miss, so say you, you know, he catches a, a five yard, four yard slant. If you can make that first, say, inside linebacker, outside linebacker miss, you have to, you know, think that he puts his foot in the ground, gets vertical with that speed. You know, he is smooth, like we said. And so he's going to at least pick up, you know, 12 to 14 yards at that point. Right, and that's the kind of thing that you always have to see because in high school, you can make guys miss, but it's a way of how does he do it, right? Does he do it by, does he actually give them a move, or is it the fact that he's faster than people? And what I saw was he gives them moves. That's big because that's what translates over to the next level. Because what from my experience, I ran, I think I was clocked in at a four four nine was my fastest forty, and so when. You know, when it translates to college, everyone's forty is fast. Everyone's going to be fast in in college. So if you can, if you make guys miss due to speed, then that's you know that's where it doesn't transfer over as much. But if you make them, if you you know you beat them in space, make moves, jump cuts, spin moves, you know step backs, whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. When you can do that, that's when it translates over to the next level. I see him coming in, maybe as that six man type role. I know this is an Oregon State podcast, but a good guy to keep in mind that he can kind of contribute like is DeAnthony Thomas. What DeAnthony Thomas did at Oregon, he wasn't a starter, but, you know, Adam, we were talking about this a little off air. What he could do is come in maybe five plays. In those five plays, he'll probably have two touchdowns, you know, a 30-yard run on a fly sweep or a 25-yard catch. That's mm-hmm. the kind of guy I see him being maybe not the starter, but a guy that comes in, a six-man, comes in, makes big-time plays, you can get the ball, and you can keep him healthy because the fact that you don't have to give him the ball, you know, thirty times a game. Because Oregon State already has that with Jamar Jefferson, they already have that with you know Artavis Pierce. But now you bring in a guy who could come in and maybe at at the most touch the ball ten times in a game. But he's the kind of guy who will get you seventy five rushing, you know, seventy five receiving, and then from there maybe a touchdown or two. Right, yeah. Th- that's big. You just need contribution. You don't need you know a guy coming in 
you know, 400 yards, that'd be great, don't get me wrong. But I think Oregon State <laughs> already has that. So fitting into his role, I see him more as kind of a six-man Anthony Thomas kind of guy. Definitely kind of change of pace, um, working in, definitely diff- getting the ball in his hands a, a myriad of different yeah. ways. And I, I agree with you on that as well. He's he's a, he's very dynamic, I guess mm-hmm. is the way to put it. Yeah, and the more dynamic players you, get, you have on the field, that's where you see that high-powered offense. The offense is already, you know, they're pretty good right now. But put a guy like Casey Filkins out there, say you could use him on – Slip screens, you could use him on, you know, fade routes. He's fast enough to run fades. Slants, you could put him in the slot and, you know, either James Rogers type fly sweeps, get around the edge quick, and then from there you can make a guy miss with his moves, like I said, Mm -hmm. which is big. Or just in general, you just find little holes in a defense where, okay, that's a mismatch. They already know who our star guys are. Bring in the six-man, find the mismatch, and then that's where you take full advantage of it, and that's where he gets his big, you know, his big gains, uh, big receptions. That's a lot what you know Oregon did with DeAnthony Thomas was because, or you know, even Oregon State did with James Rogers was because when outside linebackers go and line up against him in the slot, maybe that what are they going to want to do? They want to be physical with him, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get a hands on him, and if you can make a miss, get a good release off, find the hole. Say they're playing, say they're playing man. Mm-hmm. That's where they'll come try to press you off the line. He hits them with a slant. And it's wide open, right? Or if they're in a zone, he's the kind of guy that finds that you could just have him sit right in the hole of a zone. And then from there, he'll catch the ball and make somebody miss. I think he's a utility, more of a utility, big-time playmaking guy, right? And that's exactly what I think he is. And I think that would fit super well with Oregon State's offense right now. Definitely. And then, you know, not even – we didn't even touch on his special teams ability. Oh, absolutely. Getting back in the kick and punt return game. Yeah. um, Different factors there. I mean, it's it's really definitely five tool type guy. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely, just kind of a Swiss Army knife in a way, right? You just have him any any place that you need him, you could put him, right? If you need to put him at punt return, kick return, you can. You need to have him sit in the hole of a defense, he could do that. If you need him to, you know, you could even put him in the backfield, right? And that's what we saw a lot of with when you have guys like this that are so versatile, you could just put him really wherever and say, kind of go make a play, and that's what he'll do. And so. You know, that's what I have for his, you know, for his game breakdown, next level, whatever Marcus's take we hey, want to call it. We'll hey, figure it that's, out. That's going next level with Marcus <laughs> right there. That's what that is. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But, uh, Adam, do you have anything else for us? No, nah, man, I think uh, we'll put a bow tie on it. I mean, you know, I think uh, as far as hoops recruiting, some stuff are uh, still in the works, especially on the men's side. I think they got another scholarship to play with. Um, they're tracking down some guys still, possibly Juco. Uh, the big thing to watch with the men's hoop program right now is Trace Tinkle. What's mm-hmm. he going to be doing? Is he going to be declaring for the uh, NBA draft here this next week? Is he going to possibly look into a grad transfer op- opportunity? Um, definitely, and that'll influence how Wayne Tinkle decides to move forward um, with uh, putting the finishing touches on his 2019 class. Uh, the, on the women's side, you know, we, we had Kennedy on and we had Jared on for the men's side, but Kennedy's just great. Yeah, uh, I think for the the 2019 class they're done they were out on the road doing some uh recruiting for 20 2020 2021 athletes uh we'll have more on beaver blitz with that with that said i think i think we're wrapping up here on the uh, second episode of the damn recruiting podcast i don't know marcus you got anything else no man that's it you know it's a good episode be i think it's we're gonna set it in stone if it works for you that thursdays will be kind of when we're gonna um record and post so I know obviously you're not always going to be in the studio, but we fixed the technical problems. We figured it out. <laughs> we fixed it. 
So we'll be good. Um, Adam, like I said, if you don't have anything else, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to another episode, the second episode of the Damn Recruiting Podcast with your host Marcus Greaves and Adam Nicholson.